Welcome everyone to MICTA Radio, sponsored by MICTA, a national nonprofit organization working to make telecommunications services affordable to our members. And I'm your host, John Tanner, and joining me today is Gary Green. And whenever Gary's around, you know what we're talking about. Yes, we're talking about E-Rate and Healthcare Connect Fund, two very large and sometimes complicated national discount programs. Welcome, Gary. Glad to be here, John. Uh, I, I, when I said complicated, you know, <laughs> I, I, that kind of threw you for a loop, right? That's complicated. <laughs> I know you've been working so hard to try to straighten this out. We've talked about E-Rate and the Healthcare Connect programs in the past, but before we get into some of the changes, and this program is, is really meant to just to kind of update our listeners on those programs, C- can you just, before we go there, give us a quick summary uh, on what these programs are about and the role that MICTA plays for our members uh, so that they can take advantage of these two programs? I will. Thanks, John. Um, first of all, the E-Rate program, which MICTA has been involved in uh, almost since its inception in 1999. Uh, basically, the, the uh, job that MICTA has assumed on behalf of its members, those K-12 and library members, uh, is to try and help them, in particular, uh, those mid to smaller schools uh, and libraries with the task of obtaining the best pricing on services and products that uh, that possibly can be had. And uh, in doing so, MICTA has filed multiple times, 470s, on uh, the member's behalf uh, that they can take advantage of uh, the contracts, the uh, outcome uh, that were outcomes of the uh, of the 470 filings, and the 470 is the bid process, of course. And uh, we uh, help our members uh, assist them, if need be, in uh, filing their 471 uh, using those 470s. Now, um, that program uh, became uh, somewhat mirrored by a new program that. Uh, that the FCC created in 2012 called the Healthcare Connect Fund, which MICTA was involved in many filings, multiple filings, relative to its creation as part of the overall uh, rural healthcare program. And uh, we basically doing a lot of the same thing there, except that what we were able to do when the FCC passed that law, that created that program was, they agreed with us that it would be a good thing if we did not have to reinvent the wheel and bid everything all over again so that any of the MICTA E-rate contracts that went through the 470 process could be utilized by our healthcare members to file for funding under the Healthcare Connect Fund without having to bid. So that's a marvelous tool for our healthcare members to take advantage of. There are some, obviously, still some differences in the programs. Um, and I won't get into the idiosyncrasies at this point in time, mm-hmm. but let me just say that the, the, the purpose of MICTA's involvement was to, uh, is to help, uh, continue to help uh, both our K-12 and library members on the E-Rate side and our healthcare members on the Healthcare Connect Fund side uh, procure the, the best uh, pricing and products and services that they can. Right. Two great programs for our MICTA members to, to uh, take advantage of, and both those programs are well documented on the internet and if people want to know more about it they certainly can go there to find that information. L- let's talk about some of these updates. Um, 
Micta has has done some new things. They, they, they released two new 470s, one in the fall of 2014 and the second in the spring of 2015. What are they for? Actually, they were uh, in response to the... Uh, to the two modernization orders that the FCC passed relative to, we're talking about the E-rate program now, and um, in anticipation of needs, once again, because of the changes that, uh, that the FCC created, um, and I will say the opportunity for um, the expansion of the program into areas, um, in particular internal connections, that were lacking in uh, the capability to fund all interested K-12 uh, schools mm-hmm. that uh, wanted to obtain uh, internal connections, um, equipment. Uh, this, these modernizations uh, did affect that uh, in the fact that the FCC put a billion dollars, added a billion dollars to the existing 2.49 um, of the E-rate program for the purpose of assisting any interested K-12 district, and I say district now because they file as part of the order, uh, the first order they file as a district now, so their their discount average is, is uh, averaged across the district, and that's the percentile that they would utilize. So, so the amount of money changed, increased, and, and what was eligible? And, and did that change as well? That, that did. They made a minor adjustment in the discount rate, uh, there's no longer a 90% cap. It's an 85% cap on this internal connections piece. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> its purpose was to do two things, to drive wireless fixed Wi-Fi, as it's commonly referred to, or Internet access, mm-hmm. into these uh, rural, in particular rural districts, along with broadband access. So um, uh, you can't have one without the other, of mm-hmm. course. Right. So in passing the first order and in instituting these new monies, uh, that and, and they, they prepared a budget, a budgeted amount for each student, for each school um, that uh, was pre-discounted uh, based on a discount of $150 per student. Um, and uh, then based on your discount, your free and re- reduced lunch discount, um, you had the opportunity, finally, all schools who wanted to participate had the opportunity to take advantage of uh, updating their internal connections piece and adding uh, fixed wireless uh, Wi-Fi. So these two new releases from MICTA reflect those changes? That's the first one that's reflected in the, in the, um, uh, and when we say two, yes, because the second one also brought about um, the capability for a school district to um, obtain uh, litter dark fiber funded for that and uh, or self-constructed network and when we talk about self-constructed networks we're talking about uh, obviously reaching out and uh, um, building a network where Wi-Fi can actually reach these rural schools that don't even have that kind of access available to them so in the two orders the two 470s that we uh, make to released one for fiber which of course impacts that uh, that build-out piece, which is a Category 1, um, and then for DAS, Distributive Antenna Systems, which is the Category 2 internal connections, and DAS being uh, relatively uh, new to K-12, but it, uh, given the fact that all of the license spectrum can be 
um, distributed off from a DAS system, um, and its capability to penetrate into the building, into the basements of the buildings, because it can do that. So it's a much uh, uh, more positive, more reaching type of technology. Um, uh, it was important, f as far as MICTA was concerned, that we release 470s on our members' behalf mm -hmm. for the fiber and for the DAS. Um, so uh, the outcomes of those, once again, as you pointed out, all of that information is on the MICTA website. And on the left-hand side, you can see tabs for E-rate, tabs for healthcare. Um, because, of course, that impacts the health care sure. program as well. Sure. And just let me remind our listeners that that it, it, this may sound r really hard to get your head around some of these terms, et cetera, that, uh, as you said, uh, there's information on our website. There's a lot of uh, information out there. But before we go today, I, you're going to also give us your contact information, and if anybody has any questions, they can contact you. So, right. so we, we, we do have some mechanisms in place to help our listeners sort this out. Let me go to another question, Gary. Uh, what about, can you tell us the outcome of, a, uh, of the 470, the MICTA fiber build-out 470? What happened there? What happened there was um, we actually uh, went through the process, and we awarded, I believe it's 10 contracts uh, to... Uh, Companies who actually uh, never experienced this kind of um, delivery system of DAS. Typically, they were, uh, uh, you know, their services were obtained by carriers okay. to install this as part of a cellular type environment. So this is a new experience for them. But they, these contracts cover the entire country, so all, all of our members nationwide are covered by those. Um, they, uh, several of them had experienced um, in some locations, school districts, um, the installation of DAS technology, distributed antenna systems, because of security and emergency concerns mm -hmm. of the school district. Right, right. Um, because obviously that can be uh, installed, if you will, on we, the DAS antennas. And we've done some Mictor radio shows about that, about yep. how that's becoming more and more important. For our, for our members. Correct. But the focus here, of course, is this distribution of Wi-Fi or mm -hmm. fixed wireless, and uh, that, can, that can be installed on the DAS antenna. Mm -hmm. um, and once again, the attributes of the technology itself, uh, a growing um, technology in, in the, from the standpoint of its diversity in terms of deploying multiple types of spectrum for school districts. So we had 10 contracts. 10 well, contracts. What about the 470 for our, the DAS? The distributed antenna system. Yes. I believe we have, uh, is it nine at this point in time? We're, we're working on a tenth. Um, once again, covering the entire nation. Wow. Um, so we're very pleased with the outcomes there. And, of course, <laughs> uh, with the fiber companies um, under the fiber build-out, um, they were relatively new to anything having to do with a K-12 constructing um, a uh, full-blown fiber network. Now, there have been cases, I mean, we have some of those in, in the state of Michigan and other states where certain K-12 groups had uh, obtained the services of a fiber company to build their own private-type network, consortium-type network. Mm -hmm. But this is, a, um, this is something that's funded through, now funded through the uh, E-rate program. So this really will have a major impact on, in particular, 
uh, rural schools in this country. That's great. I'd like to talk about the 470. Some meetings la uh, took place at the FCC last fall to discuss clarification of rules, FCC rules on the use of of the MCTA 470 award contract awarded to members. You know, the whole purpose being that, uh, you know, MCTA having filed that uh, on behalf of our members that they wouldn't have to file it themselves. What was the question there and was, was, it, uh, was it resolved? Well, when, in 2009, when MCTA began filing 470s on behalf of their K-12 and library members, um, uh, things went okay for a couple of years, but then there was some confusion. Obviously, MCTA is rather unique. Um, and, uh, and it covers all 50 states, and our contracts are national. Um, and so uh, over the ensuing years, uh, there's been some difficulty, I will say, in uh, PIA reviews of our members using our uh, contracts out of uh, 470s. So uh, for clarification's sake, uh, met with the Wireline Competition, a representative from the Wireline Competition Bureau, the FCCs, and... Uh, uh, the clarification as per the FCC rules at this point in time are if you, as is the case with any consortium, uh, if you are a member of the consortium when the 470, when a 470 is filed or 470s are filed, you can take advantage of those 470s without having to file your own 470. If you were not, if you became a member, in this case a member of MICTA, after that fact, you would then have to file your own 470, but the, as a MICTA member, those contracts would be considered as standing bids. Mm -hmm. So they can be considered right along with your responses of your own 470. And then if, uh, if uh, our member, uh, through their evaluation process, determines that MICTA's contract is still the best um, um, viable, most viable solution for them, um, then they can go ahead and, and still use that contract. And I might add in all of our bids, MICTA always uh, lists uh, and evaluates price as the most, carrying the most points. So we satisfy that requirement as far as the FCC rules are concerned. Good. Let me switch gears. An important aspect to, to both these programs, obviously, is eligibility. What Am I eligible? What what can I get? What's eligible to be purchased? Where can the MICTA members find uh, the eligibility lists uh, that has that information? Actually, you can go to the MICTA website, which is um, <clears throat> www.mictatech.org. MICTATech.org. Correct. And on the left-hand side, it will show National E-Rate tab. And there are drop there are drop downs. Once you curse over that tab, there are drop downs, and one of the drop downs says eligible vendors. And then they can just curse over that, click on it, and it will bring up the listing of all of the four seventies. We have MICTA has, currently has four active four seventies. And all of the vendors who are eligible under each one of those four seventies. And so we also recently have um, based on this decision by the FCC, or this clarification, I'll say, by the FCC, have placed lists of eligible members lists uh, in the areas of each one of those 470s so that if I'm a MICTA member mm -hmm. 
And I'm not sure whether I was a member at the time a particular 470 was filed. All I need to go do is go click on that list, and they can bring it up and look look for their name. And if their name appears on that list, then they can go ahead and use those those contracts. So that's a good starting point when when you're looking for something about what what this is all about. MictaTech.org yes. would be a good place to start. Right. Uh, what is you mentioned something to me, and this is new in the lingo for for E-rate and Healthcare Connect Fund. That's EPC. What is EPC? What does it mean? Well, EPC actually is is a new tool that the uh, that USAC um, has uh, created, um, and they uh, they brought it online in July and emailed all of the, uh, the current applicants or the K-12s and libraries in the country eligible. Um, and it's uh, it's a portal, and it will be the the um, way in which all of act, all of the E-rate activities will be uh, run. In in that sense, everything having to do from the beginning of the 470 filing 470 to a, um, a review process to an appeal process, all of that is going to have to be done through that portal. Everything electronic, in other words. Um, I will tell you that uh, a certain part of that EPC tool um, is going to be very beneficial to MICTA because in the past, a MICTA member who has taken has utilized one of our contracts and going through the PIE review, there's a question as to whether or not they're eligible and uh, they are a current MICTA member. And on uh, the MICTA landing page, in, in this case, and MICTA's landing page, ultimately we will have listed all of the current members, MICTA members, K-12 and library. So the, the idea here is the PIA will go to that listing to qualify uh, the particular school district or library. Now, that's up and that's not up and running. Well, it's up and running. <laughs> well, let's put we it this let's put it this way. There have been some issues uh, with the process. Um, I've had to contact USAC myself in order to get our landing page fired up. We did send out uh, two um, email blasts, I believe, to our K twelve and library members, uh, giving them some instructions. But there's still a lot of confusion, John, and it's sure. new. It's yeah. a new. Uh, uh, way of, if you would, doing business with E-Rate, right. completely electronic. It has uh, many, many different uh, aspects to it, uh, uh, and I'm sure that for schools, m many schools, this has obviously changed. This is very different, and it's going to take some time for them to work the bugs out. I know that they uh, initially, uh, we were all informed that the uh, um, 470 window, 471 window um, was going to open on the 20th of this month, and that's the uh, 471 where we actually filed uh, uh, an applicant files to asking for uh, funding for products and services. And to this date, uh, we still haven't gotten a definitive answer as to when it will open. I'm sure they're working diligently <laughs> trying to get sure. as many bugs out of the system as possible. Yeah. And um, at some point in time here, we will obviously hear that the window has opened. Well, I think it sounds fantastic. I'm sure it'll be up and running. They, they just have to work these things through. and. And when it does, I, I'm sure it's going to be just fine. So, mictatech.org for more information. If you want to know more about these programs and the things that Gary has talked about today, and Gary, if if they really would like to talk to you about it, is there a way they can contact you? Yes, they can. My uh, email address is uh, Gary G A R Y dot 
green, G-R-E-E-N, at mictatech.org. And my cell phone number is 231-881-6612. Thank you, Gary. It's always a pleasure having you with us, and I'm sure we'll be talking with you again. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Uh, We hope you find this information helpful as you continue to keep updating yourself on current technology trends and issues. So be sure to come back again for more MICTA Radio episodes. Bye for now. This program has been presented by MICTA. MICTA, technology solutions for members nationwide.